Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Aligned and Well podcast. It's Shawnee here, your host. I'm really excited about today's interview. I'm going to be interviewing a friend of mine, Karen Quaynor. She is the medical director of Bliss Health and Wellness in Linwood, Washington. And at Bliss Health and Wellness, they perform minimally invasive aesthetic treatments to enhance people's inherent beauty. Uh, she's also a board certified family medicine physician, and she just recently um, left her practice <laughs> and is now doing um, aesthetics full time. And we're going to be talking a little bit about that journey and about why physicians are leaving healthcare and why, you know, just healthcare professionals in general are leaving healthcare. Um, I'm so pumped for you guys to hear this. If you are someone who is in healthcare and is feeling really exhausted and burned out, um, this is just another story for you to hear um, to empower you to do what fulfills you. And I, I really hope that you guys enjoy this interview. friends. My name is Sean Arsenault, but you can call me Shawnee. I'm a board certified nurse coach and holistic healer. And I want to help you transform your life in a way that feels in total alignment with your heart and who you truly are. Each week, I'll be sharing with you my tips on how to become more empowered in your own wellness journey and create a vibrant, fulfilling life that reflects your values and your truth. You'll hear insightful interviews on different life and wellness topics and stories from myself and other beautiful souls who share my mission of spreading love and light in this sometimes dark world. My hope for this podcast is that you will walk away feeling inspired and more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to get curious and lean into your intuition as we all learn and grow together. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Karen, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Truly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to to chat with you and have an awesome conversation. Before we dive into it, can you just give my listeners a little um, intro of who you are and what you what you do? I am a family medicine physician, um, and I, in the last six months, have pivoted away from employed physicianhood, Um, and so I I pivoted to aesthetics, so injectables, Botox, fillers, microneedling, Um, and while I was still trying to figure out how I wanted to transition my practice. Because I still want to, you know, care for the overall health of people. Yeah. So I'm still working that out. But um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. You took this big leap six months ago. I remember chatting with you about that when it was happening and it was, it was time, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was so time. It was time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was feeling very burnt out um, and just. I didn't feel like I had balance in any one area. Yeah. And I know that balance is always a moving target, but it really felt like health, relationships, just everything was just not where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I knew it was time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into 
why you decided to leave the traditional, mm-hmm. um, you know, like family physician role. But what what inspired you to become a physician in the first place? I, since I was a little kid, um, I always loved science. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in Trinidad in the Caribbean and we had limited access back then to like cable channels and CNN used to be shown. And there was a show, um, science and technology that I used to always watch. And I would always tell my parents I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. I, I thought the technology was cool. And I also wanted to care for people. Um, and so trying to navigate that and figure that out since nobody in my family was a doctor, um, Mm -hmm. I was on the path trying to figure that out. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, I, I love that this has been kind of like a lifelong dream for you. Can you tell me a little bit about once you got to like, you know, once you got through med school and you're, you know, you're practicing a physician, what were some of the things that were a little different than what you expected? Um, the emphasis on billing and yeah. money and time spent with patients, mm-hmm. you know, cause that wasn't, I mean, the emphasis through training was acquiring the knowledge and the mm-hmm. skill set, right? That's yeah. what the focus was. It was never on, okay, now you gotta, you know, yeah. <laughs> You have to finish your charts in, yeah. You know, twenty four hours, and you have to see twenty plus people in a day. You know, yeah. in this amount of time, um, that was the reality later. Yeah, that <laughs> later is, that's... in the training, like res- residency into practice. Right, right. That's something that actually, like, yeah, took took me by surprise as well. Going into the nursing field and the emphasis on like you have to chart everything and like you know, it is very interesting how much time in a shift in the hospital I would spend behind a computer instead of in front of the patient. Um, So I'm wondering like what, when did you start to feel like this, like like something needed to shift in your practice? Um, I, have always worked in smaller clinic settings mm-hmm. um, and the practice that I was in at the time, I was actually the clinical director. I was the only, it was myself and there was a pediatrician and then there was an urgent care um, that I was overseeing. But me being the only family medicine doc, mm-hmm. like I didn't really have a lot of backup coverage. So even when I was off, I wasn't off. And I realized I wasn't getting any downtime. Um, And I remember my boss, he, he made a comment in one of our provider meetings that he didn't like the word burnout. And so then I was like, why? I I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable (laughs) even telling him that I feel overwhelmed, you know, because I, I, I have a family, I have kids. Right. Like trying to balance everything, um, taking care of people. Um, it, it was, it was challenging. 
So I was like, well, what do I do? So that that's when it that's when that feeling of overwhelm yeah. and feeling of burnout started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's so strange that, um, that he said he didn't like the word burnout. Like I'm wondering what he meant by that because surely he probably knew that people were feeling burnt out. I think, well, he's, he's of a, a different generation. I think, I think, I think part yeah. of it is generational because I've even encountered women of that generation too, who have that same kind of mindset. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that they are sensitive to yeah. people coming in now. It's a, a, I think it's just a different set of values, a different set. Yeah. Because I think back then, it, you know, your work defined you, um, yeah. you know, and you, you, you're, you pride yourself on right. your career, your job, right? Um, I think more and more people, people are realizing that you're more than just your job. You're more than just your title. Um, And, and, you know, especially with, I think COVID and the lockdown, I think people really started to reevaluate their priorities. Absolutely. Yeah. And you were still working in your practice as a family physician in the midst of COVID and all that. So how did that impact? Like, I mean, I'm sure, everyone in the healthcare field, we were, we were all really struggling. (laughs) Um, so like what, what different areas of your life kind of suffered by working in that kind of environment in the middle of a pandemic, um, that, that fed your burnout? Like what? Oh yeah. Um, so because we, as people working in healthcare, we were freaking out because, you know, this is all new. We're, and and real time knowledge, yeah, like on the job training, yeah. right? Yeah, I they're mean, changing in, policies and procedures left and right, like every other day, like, right? Yeah, right. Coupled with so much information, um, and I think you know, in the age of social media, patients are flooded with information and not really knowing how to crit- critically distill yeah. fact from fiction. Um, and so they, you know, they came in with their own set of for sure set of views yeah. on things. Um, and me like praying that I wouldn't infect my family right. <laughs> with COVID. And around that time too, I mean, with the whole George Floyd thing, yeah, um, it all happened you know, at the same time, like the one after time. the other. Yeah, you know, my kids were freaking out. They were like, "Mom, like I'm so scared." my friends, they were like, Oh my gosh, like it, it was a lot all at once. And, you know, people would come in and I would just, just the question of how are you doing? They would just break down crying. Wow. Wow. Consistently. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I have to, I have to sit with that, you know, like sure. you're not, you're not doing okay. Yeah. Right. And how, how can I help you? you know, what, what can I do? Like, I just left it open-ended. What do you need now? Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. it's not always about a blood pressure check or diabetes. It's your mental, emotional well-being as well. Right. I treat the whole person. Yes. Um, yeah. And, but then coupled with 
like all of that. But I felt like such a hypocrite because I <laughs> was not taking care of myself. Yeah. Right? I would go a whole day without drinking water, without using the bathroom, sometimes without eating, mm-hmm. because there wasn't enough time to um, do paperwork, call people back. So it's before a clinic, during my lunch break, after work, mm-hmm. trying to fit in all those other things that were not allotted time for. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It, it's so strange to be in front of a patient and have them have this like emotional experience, but also have in the back of your mind too, like, I got to get to the next patient. I got to chart this. I have to do all this paperwork. Like that's, that's not the place that we want to be in whenever we're connecting with our patients. Right. No. Right. And I just pray. I, 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 you know, one thing I was grateful is I'd always apologize to the next patient right like I'm so sorry I'm running behind but I think they understood and they knew like what I was doing for the patient before them that I would do for them too right like no matter how much time it took you know we we were gonna address whatever was needed um so thankfully they were very understanding yeah (laughs) Well, and yeah. I think too, as a as speaking as like someone who sees a doctor, you know, like as a patient, I love whenever my physician spends time with me and actually asks me questions because, you know, you can come in with a specific problem, like a high blood pressure or whatever, but um, mm-hmm. that it's always rooted in something deeper. And there's always, you know, a holistic picture to look at when it comes to a human being. So yeah, um, yeah I, I am so curious as to, you know, when was, when was the moment for you that you were like, I got to do my own thing. Like, I got to do what fulfills me. I got to do something different so I can take care of myself. Like, what was there a specific moment that really just prompted you to be like, I, I, I'm done with, with this practice? Um, my daughter was going to college. She was going away to college. So I had to take time off to um help her move in mm-hmm. out of state and again I was in a this is in a different practice but again smaller so there were only two providers right another physician also had a daughter of the same age and she had to take her daughter oh. away to college at the same time and the administration did not want to give us PTO at the same time they said somebody had to be in the clinic Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm so grateful that the practice manager got someone to cover us, but I still had to take my work laptop with me out of state. I still had to work on my inbox in the midst of just yeah. a lot. And I was like, you know what? This is crazy. Yeah. This is insanity. We don't do enough to make sure that healthcare providers yeah. have real time off. Yeah. I, I think it's, it, it, it needs to be addressed because yeah. we have to, we have to do that. I, I remember um, I had to cancel my clinic because my daughter was sick. I had to uh-huh. go pick her up from school. Um, and somebody, a guy, he sent me a message through the patient portal he was so irate. Oh. He was like, I have 
never had a doctor cancel an appointment on me. He, he, he said, I don't know if it's your, your race or your gender, or maybe it's your age. And he said, my father is a physician. And he said, under no circumstances should any physician take time off. And like, he just, he just went (laughs) in. (laughs) I'm having a lot of bodily sensations that I'm feeling that they, that are very like, like I, I feel angry whenever I hear that. That's so unacceptable. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that taught me that on some level, we're not, I think certain people's perception of healthcare providers is like, we're superhuman, or right. we, we, we don't have a life outside of work, right? Or we're not supposed to anyway. Yeah, like um, our purpose is just to help you, you know, which it is, but also we cannot help people if we if we don't help ourselves first, you know, like, (laughs) wow. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he, he refused to reschedule with me. Wow. And he saw other providers, like he would go to urgent care and stuff like that until Mm -hmm. he, I think they made him see me after like a year. Because he wow. needed refills on his medicine, and so I let I let the practice manager know. I said, "Listen, I just want you to know yeah. that if you hear anything, I'm going to be addressing this because this is the first time that I'm seeing this person since this incident." Yeah, and yeah, I and I pulled up my stool right up to him, and I said, <laughs> "We have to," because you know he was trying to make small talk and stuff. And I was like, you know, we have to address what you said. Yeah, your response. Ugh. I was like, I, I said, I want you to know, like, under no circumstances would I ever just frivolously, you yeah. know, cancel. You, you know, I want you to know that your health is of utmost importance to me, right? So I don't want you to think that it was an intentional flight against you, right? right? But what you what you said to me was completely inappropriate oh yeah and I I did not back down and until he apologized (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) right well good for good for you for standing up for yourself there because I feel like also like to your point earlier you said that the the public I think views healthcare professionals as these superhuman people or people who just like aren't human they're just there to provide a service for them and um you know, it's it's nice that this we're ha- that we're having this conversation because it kind of it helps humanize the people that you you see in healthcare, and yeah. just you know letting people know that we're we're human beings as well. We have our own feelings, yeah. and it's it's it is totally it would be totally inappropriate for a physician to say that that same thing that he said to you to a patient. So you know there there has to be some boundaries there and some accountability in terms of the opposite relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I treat people with the utmost of respect. Um, and I hope that always comes across. Uh, and so I, I don't tolerate it mm-hmm. against myself or anybody I work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And so 
that that moment is definitely very powerful. And I, I can see why that would make you be like, okay, I need to do something different. Um, what, what drew you specifically to aesthetics? Interesting. Um, I had been talking to a friend of mine about burnout. Yeah. Um, and she's a business coach and we were talking about different options of things that I could pivot to coupled with the fact that, so, um, in my family, they're very much into um, holistic and yeah. complementary medicine. So, yeah. like, I went to visit my mom, and I I got a Reiki treatment. And the lady who did it, she's like, you know, you need to tap into more of your feminine side. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, Sean, I... There are days I would I would leave the house and I would even look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> My kids used to tease me and they would tell me <laughs> that they would nominate me for this show that used to be on TLC, What Not to Wear. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Yes. I, it, and you know, medicine for so long has been so um male driven right and so there's a culture around that where you have to you know present yourself in a certain way and the more I tapped into more of my feminine side um and realized my strengths in that and what I bring to the table Mm -hmm. I felt more empowered and I was like you know what aesthetics would allow me to um to focus on some more on some of that and help me incorporate more self-care into my own routine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I signed up for a training and I just loved it. Um, Just seeing the transformation in women. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, One, one woman said, wow, I look so much more youthful. Cause you know, as I get older, like I still feel the same. Yeah. Right. But my body is <laughs> right. <laughs> my body is like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, doing some of this anti aging care, self care, yeah. right? It just brings out uh, more confidence, mm-hmm. you know, because we are in an image driven society yeah right right um and I think you know it it helps you feel your best yeah yeah Yeah. I love that and I also love the fact that you know you were talking about how like you feel the same inside you know you feel like you can feel energetic and and vibrant and all this stuff and your body doesn't reflect that, you know? And so I I want to like really appreciate the fact that yes, there's inner work to do as far as how you feel, Mm -hmm. how you feel in your body um, and, and loving yourself and loving your body the way that it is. But also there's no shame in wanting the outside to match the inside. Oh, totally. Absolutely. No shame. I, I I do think there's a little bit of a stigma, but um, yeah, I like I just I did some Botox on a friend of mine who you know she later in life she's like in her 50s 
she had to pivot during the pandemic and now she's an esthetician mm-hmm. and I was like you know what I'm gonna gift you with some, some yeah and the transformation that it has made to her appearance she looks great yeah and I could tell like she loves it you know that's, yeah. the, that's the best gift like right. to, to make someone feel better in whatever capacity yeah. right as long as it's not harmful right, right. yeah exactly right. and yeah. earlier you know you said that there there's definitely a stigma around it and I think that the the biggest thing here is it's not about fixing someone's appearance, right? There's nothing no. wrong with the way that anyone looks. It's just right. about doing something for yourself and, and you know, treating yourself. I think that a lot of people don't, don't look at it that way. A lot of people do, mm-hmm. but there are people who, you know, the reason the stigma exists is because I think that people have this perception of, um, of it being like, oh, you're not happy with your body. Like you're not, right. you know. So that's why you're doing all these things to change it. And um, there's there's another side to that coin, you know, that a lot of yeah. people don't really talk about. Oh, totally. And and there's so many uses for Botox, right? People use it for migraines. They use it for TMG treatment, for mm-hmm. um, excessive sweating, right? Because mm-hmm. it um, shrinks your pores. So there are multiple uses for Botox, therapeutic uses. And I, I just think we need to move away from judgment. Yeah. I think we're, we, as a society, we can be very judgmental yeah. and we need to release that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And even just hearing you talk about your practice, it just, it, it lights you up. You have a smile on your face right now. Like you are so, it, it seems like this is such a fulfilling avenue for you. And I'm so happy that you found something that really lights you up and that makes you, um, able to practice helping people heal in a way that is aligned with you. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I thought of too, was, you know, the fact that you were talking before, before we got into the aesthetics topic that, more physicians need to, or, you know, just healthcare workers in general need to be able to feel like they can have time off to take care of themselves, to do things like that, to, to implement self-care. And so uh, where do you feel like the gap is in the healthcare system and what do you think can be done or needs to be done about it? Um, I think that too often we wait for things to reach a critical mass mm-hmm. before change is implemented. And I think I, I was hopeful that with COVID people have time to step back and reevaluate and come back to the drawing board and, you know, come up with some innovations. Yeah. But that didn't happen, sadly. Um, I think that incorporating more stakeholders in decision making because right now in healthcare, um, you have insurance companies yeah. dictating a lot of what we do. And so a lot of what we do is tailored to the reimbursement. So it all comes down to money, right? Oh, right. Um, and then we have a lot of top heavy organizations in terms of the administration. So we're paying a lot of these salaries above us, people who are not 
uh, involved in direct patient care, making decisions about what happens in the room yeah. with us in the hospital, right? Absolutely. Um, and I think that we need to have more representation of the actual staff yeah. in decision-making instead of people who are who think they know and make the decisions and then, yeah. you know, they, the dictates come down. And then I, I remember, I remember, was it, they were going to start um, Saturday clinics. Mm. Oh. And so the dictate, the dictate came down and, you know, the providers were up in arms. Yeah. I bet they were. Little, they had, a, we had a little tantrum, but at the end of the day, we had to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And and the question was why, like, what is the evidence to show that this is going to add revenue? Like what, there was no, no, no information, no nothing. We're just going to do it. So I I do think that there are some really fascinating things happening now in terms of people reimagining what healthcare can look like outside of the standard realm um, insurance-based system. Um, And it's, I think, appealing not just to providers, but to patients, because now with such high deductible plans, I think there was a statistic, 40% of Americans have medical debt, um, despite having insurance and all of that. So, you know, I think there's enough out there. People know the system as it stands is not working for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have poor health outcomes for yeah. as much money as we invest in the system. So things need to change. And I think people know that mm-hmm. um, by and large. So, yeah, it's sorry, long winded answer, but it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a little, it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. Um, well, and then it's so clear too, like why people are leaving, are leaving the bedside. I mean, Mm -hmm. you and I are both perfect examples of being part of a broken system and feeling like, you know, it's, it won't change unless like something radical happens. Right. And this huge, um, this huge mass exit <laughs> of a lot of different healthcare professionals I'm thinking is going to be that thing. Cause I I'm seeing mm-hmm. people leave the bedside, leave medicine left and right to pursue another way to help people that is more aligned. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm all for it. because I think that there's, there's many ways that we can be of service. Um, it just happens that this has been the dominant way for so long. That's all, that's what we know. But yeah. once you take a step back, because one of the things too, I feel like is like being on that hamster wheel and being so busy, you don't have time, the mental capacity to even be creative in right. any way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. And once you take a step back, you know, the creative juices start flowing, you start listening to your intuition more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you notice, oh, there's more to life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, 
Wow. It, there's so, yeah, there, there's a lot to, to unpack there. I think there, there's so many different layers as to what's wrong with the healthcare system, why so many physicians and other healthcare professionals are leaving. Um, but one of the things that I would love to do is, you know, we talked a little bit about your practice, what you do, but can you tell me like, is there an experience that you've had in your current practice, you know, as it, as you know, as you've de- delved into aesthetics where you felt like you truly helped someone in a way that you couldn't have in, in the clinic? Um, so one of the most rewarding things I feel like I do is treat TMJ, right? Yeah. And that's when people have, you know, a lot of tension in their jaw neck causes headaches, disrupts sleep. Yeah. Um, it's, it can be really debilitated, like pain with just chewing. Right. Um, and I remember I met this lovely young lady and she was pretty skeptical about Botox. Yeah. She's, she's like, I, you know, because she's all, she's into more holistic, natural. And so we talked about it and she was like, you know what? Um, Cause you know, she would ask such great questions and and I I love that like yeah. the more questions the better because I like when someone's well informed yeah right absolutely. and I like to imp- empower people to be well informed um and so I was like well let's just try it and she came back and she was like oh my gosh I saw her so how many sessions has she had maybe because Botox lasts about three to four months. Yeah. And, and in some people you need less and less mm-hmm. over time or the interval yeah. between treatments is larger and larger. And I saw her last month, two months ago. And she was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I no more headache. Wow. No more job pain. Like she's, she has her life back. Mm-hmm. She has her life back and there's no greater feeling, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I must say though, with primary care, like I, I, I would try to make stuff happen no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because like I treat people the way I want to be treated, the way I want my family to be treated, right? Right. So I, I usually would find a way, and if I didn't have <laughs> the way, I would ask, right? And I yeah. think people appreciated that. Like I, I, like one of my last visits before I left my last practice, it yeah. was a young girl, and she had a really like raspy voice. I was like, um, do you smoke? She was like, no. Uh-huh. I was like, has your voice always been like this? She's like, no, it's just been getting like this over time. I was like, I'm referring you to ENT. Yeah. And I, I got to follow up with her. She saw ENT. She had nodules on her vocal cords. Wow. She got them removed. Like she was in speech therapy and like things were moving. Like, you know, so I, I love medicine. Yeah. I, I love it. It's awesome when it works well. Right. You know? Yeah. When it, when works, it well. works well. Yeah. I, I, 
it really lights me up to see how like you would go above and beyond for your patients whenever you were in the clinic and in your practice before, because I think that's a lot of what is missing in, Mm -hmm. in healthcare, you know, because everything is so rooted in this, like this, um, insurance heavy reimbursement, like driven system, um, physicians and and providers don't really have that opportunity to, uh, I mean, they do have the opportunity, but it's not as encouraged as it should be. It's not. And it comes at a price, right? Because Mm -hmm. the more time spent addressing multiple issues, that's more time on the back end. You have to try and all that other stuff. Right. But it's worth it. It's worth it to help people, you know, um, I was, I was never that type of person where, oh, you have a laundry list of things. Well, pick two. And, you know, you came to see me. I'm just going to try and hit as much as we can in the time that we have. Like, let's just do it, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, people, you know, have busy lives and to tell them, oh, you got to come back. And then I'm booked out for God knows how long. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that you taking this leap and, and, you know, leaving healthcare was a huge step, right? It's a huge transition for someone who, um, you know, you, you spent all those years in medical school and then, you know, working in, in your practice and, um, it's a huge leap of faith to be able to like leave and do something that's more fulfilling. So for anybody who's listening, who is maybe in healthcare or in a a career that is burning them out or feeling, making them feel like just unfulfilled and lost, what would be your top three tips for these people to start taking care of themselves and doing things that are more fulfilling? Um, So definitely, if you can, take some time off. Take yeah. some time for yourself. Yeah. Um, if you can. Also, um, most employers have the employee assistance program where you can get assistance in terms of therapy or whatever. Yeah. Um, make use of those resources. They're there. Um, and definitely try to tap into what your passion is. I know there there are different um I've seen coaches out there in groups that you know you can leverage your whatever degree you have yeah. and turn it into a business if you want to pursue that entrepreneurial side that's an option. And then I've seen coaches that um want to help you overcome burnout while you're in your said position so there's there's somebody out there for you um but most importantly you have to prioritize taking care of yourself drinking water yeah getting sleep you know even if it is talking to your employee if you employer if you can afford to cut back on your hours. Maybe that's the first step. Yeah. Um, just try to think of 
what you need, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes it's hard because you're just so overwhelmed. And sometimes it's just taking time off to be in that space to get that information. Your body will tell you yeah. what you need, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and find time to do those things and surround yourself with love to bring yourself some joy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love all of those things that you said and the emphasis on on plugging into your resources, plugging into the resources that are readily available to you. And and also, you know, if you're feeling like burned out or unfulfilled in your job, um leaving is not the only solution, right? It is right. a solution that you and I have both taken, but um <laughs> it is it's not the only solution. There are ways right. that you can utilize your resources and find a way to make the job that you have more fulfilling. Um, but just in my own personal experience, I've seen a lot of people take the route that, <laughs> that we did um, yeah. because it's a more empowering route. You know, it's, it is. Uh, you're jumping into a whole new way of of helping people um, Mm -hmm. that is fulfilling, but also really scary because it's new and different and, um, and just all around like a roller coaster, right? (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is. Um, So definitely one of those things that I've realized is that you can burn yourself out in other avenues too. Yeah. So it's really important to be intentional mm-hmm. about how you're going about this because you don't want to recreate the same toxicity it's that so led you to true. leave in the first place, right? So make sure you're time blocking and make the time for lunch, yeah. <laughs> exercise, sleep, yeah. right? Because, you know, what? being your own boss, like your hours are so flexible, right? But you don't want it to just overtake everything and yeah. you're back at square one. So being really intentional is important. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, I love to round out my interviews with this last question because, of course, this is called the Aligned and Well podcast. So, Karen, for you, what does it mean to be aligned and well? Oh, um, to be aligned and well is where I take time to meditate, mm-hmm. be still, mm-hmm. so that I can tap into my creativity, mm-hmm. um, making sure that I have a healthy balance of my work and time with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking care of my body, listening to my body, because mm-hmm. I I didn't for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm making time to exercise, mm-hmm. to get sleep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, trying, you know, making sure that I hit those points. Yeah. Um, very important. Also, just one of the things I love about being in healthcare is there's always something to learn. Yeah. So I also make time to learn something new 
Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Love that answer. Um, is there anything else that you want to share that we haven't talked about yet? I don't know if I said it before, but getting in touch with who you are Mm -hmm. is very important. Um, That will guide your next step. Yeah. Right. I knew for myself that I wanted, there was always in me, I want somebody to tell me what to do. So I knew I wanted to be my own boss. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So figuring that out for yourself, like, do you want to be your own boss or are you more comfortable being an employee? But then if that's the case, what environment do you want to be in? Right. Um, Because I think now what leadership looks like is changing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's refreshing. There's yeah. more emotional intelligence involved. Yeah, for sure. Key. But but definitely knowing who you are, um, what kinds of things you're willing to tolerate. Yeah, in the workplace, right? Because um, you'll you'll face challenges no matter what, right? right. But um, what would that look like for you? And and when you take the time to take a step back, be still. Mm-hmm. Try to work through that and figure out what you want. Um, and, you know, get a health coach. Yeah. Instance, right. <laughs> if you're interested in starting your own business, get a business coach. Right. Yeah. Um, but definitely um, that's, that's a big thing. It's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. But like going back to like your core values and, and living a life that's it, like that's congruent with those. Um, yeah. Because so often I think too, like with healthcare, we, we get so caught up in like the, all the benefits that are offered to us as a healthcare employee and all of the, the pretty little like things that they offer us. Um, and we're so conditioned to just be okay with being in that role. And if that's not, in alignment with your values, you're never going to be happy in the hospital or in a, in a clinic or in, in the system, you know? So I love exactly. that you, yeah. I love that you had, had mentioned that. Um, yeah. 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 My, so it's so interesting before, before we started the podcast, I was listening to Beyonce's break. break my soul. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> Yeah, you can't break my soul. Exactly. A a new foundation, a new motivation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) that's so funny. Um, Okay. Well, Karen, where can people find you if they want to see what you're up to and connect with you? So uh, you can visit my website. It's www.blisshealthmd.com. I'm also on Instagram. Bliss Health and Wellness. Mm-hmm. I'm also on Facebook as well. Um, and yeah, DM me, reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, any questions? I'm. I would love to be of service. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Karen, for interviewing with me. I appreciate your time, and I think people will really resonate with this episode. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you, Sean, for having me. I, I, this was awesome. Thank you. Awesome conversation with Karen. I'm really appreciative of her for taking some time to interview with me and share her story. Um, I hope that this empowered some of you to look a little bit deeper and connect with what your values are and what you truly want to bring to the world and and do in your career. If you are someone who is feeling burned out and exhausted and just not fulfilled in what you're currently doing, um, this is just another another nudge for you to to look within and and find something that that does. Uh, if you want to connect with Karen, I've left all of her information in the show notes for you. Um, if you'd like to work with me, if this is um, something that resonated with you, if you are a healthcare provider who is feeling burned out and really lost and you need some direction, um, I would love to support you. I offer a handful of free discovery sessions every month. And so I um, I would love for you to reach out to me. You can message me on Instagram or Facebook or um, click the link in the show notes to apply for a free session. I also have a free community on Facebook called Heart Aligned Humans. Um, this is just a safe space for you to come and be yourself in exactly how you are and feel support and seen and heard. Um, we're just a community of like-minded people that focuses on creating a life that's aligned with our hearts. So come hang out with us and you'll find that link in the show notes as well. For all of my nurse coaches listening to this, I would love to invite you to my free Facebook group called Nurse Coach Tech Support. Um, if you are a nurse coach in private practice and you struggle with the tech side of your business, this is a free resource for you to get support, to get your questions answered. Um, you know, we all kind of pool our resources and help each other out in this group. So I'd love to invite you to join that. Um, I currently have a membership. Um, called Nurse Coach Tech Mastery that is currently closed, but um, it will, the doors to the membership will reopen at the end of the year. So you'll find all of the announcements and things like that um, in that Facebook group. So come join us. Um, yeah, I just want to thank you for listening to this episode. And uh, if you would like to give me some feedback, I'd love it if you would leave a review. If you're listening on a platform where you can leave a review, please do so. Uh, if this episode resonated with you at all, make sure you share it on social media. Take a screenshot and tag me. Uh, my handle is at Nurse Coach Sean. That's Sean with an E. All right, guys, I am here to serve and support you in the most powerful way I can, as always. And remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Bye. Bye.